Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. Oh, command me, Lord. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. I'll have what she's having. You have chosen wisely. It reminds us. All that once was good, and it could be again. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. 30-something movie podcast, episode number 277. It is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I feel like we've been waiting for this one for a while. I mean, yeah. I, well, ever since we got to 89, we're like, I think we've quoted this one every time we've done a Christmas show oh, or a, a Christmas movies that we love. And this one always comes up every single time. And we've quoted this one kind of nonstop. I feel like for the last two or three years. So we're finally here. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> welcome everyone. So uh, very, very quickly, we spoil the movies that we talk about. We just spoil movies in general. So just be aware of that as we're talking, uh, the conversation flows freely. So, if you don't want to hear stuff that you haven't seen yet, then just be aware. If you start to hear the name of a movie, we may talk about it for a minute. So you may want to skip ahead just a little bit. iTunes reviews. Uh, we, we've actually not been doing too bad in the uh, iTunes movie history podcasts um, kind of throughout the world, like in England, and Poland and uh, all those different places. United States, we're still in the top 100. Um, so things have been going pretty well there. So if you keep leaving us iTunes reviews, that'll just that'll keep happening and uh, other people will be able to check out the show and, and hopefully enjoy it as well. Um, and hopefully you're enjoying it. So thank you all for joining us uh, week in and week out for this adventure. Um, the one thing I will say, I'm, I'm joined tonight by Pat and Bo. So gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Great. Quite well. John, how are you? Doing pretty good. Pat, how are you doing? Doing well, man. Good. Good. We're here and we're ready to talk some movies. I will say very quickly, just just thinking ahead to what our schedules look like and the recordings and everything else, we do have one more 80s movie, one more 1989 movie. It'll be Say Anything that's that's coming out probably in just a few days after this episode so we can get it in under the 1989-2019 uh, radar before it becomes the new year. Um, and then we may take like a, a week or so break for the new year just to kind of let everybody get back into the into the swing of things, into the swing of a new decade and, and all that stuff. Um, but uh, this may be because of, of the timing of when things need to get recorded and I may have to do the Say Anything episode by myself. This may be the last episode where we are together talking about an 80s movie. Ah, that's so crazy. We've Oof. we've been doing this for what's what's it been? Four years now? Five years now since we've started? It's been about four years. Yeah, since we started twenty fifteen. I think we I think we officially started. I got to look back. I think we officially started maybe February of twenty fifteen. I believe is when we started. So I have to I'd have to go back and look at that again. But I think that's when we started. So we're I mean we're sneaking up on five years here. So we we started this off as an eighties thing, and I don't know if we really thought it was going to go into the nineties, but here we are barreling ahead into the nineties. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this may be, and, and this is a nice one to be our, our last one where we're kind of together talking about eighties movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a good one to be that kind of that milestone. Yeah. Agreed. So, so I will just say, I know we've said this several times, but I, I have a lot of fun talking movies with you guys. And I know that was the whole purpose of this was we used to just sit around and talk movies anyway. So we figured, yeah, why not stick a microphone in front of our faces and try this podcast thing out? Right on. 
So, all right, well, let's jump on into National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This one came out on the 1st of December, 1989, rated PG-13 with a runtime of one hour, 37 minutes, directed by Jeremiah Chekik, uh, who also did Benny and June and the TV series Helix. Producers on this one were John Hughes, who died in 2009, and Tom Jacobson. Hughes did Pretty in Pink and Home Alone. Jacobson did Mission to Mars and Mighty Joe Young. Writer for this one was John Hughes, who also did Uncle Buck and The Breakfast Club. Cinematography was Thomas E. Ackerman, who also did Back to School and George of the Jungle. Music by Angelo Badalamenti, who also did Mulholland Drive and A Very Long Engagement. Budget was $25 million. Box office was $71.3 million. Rotten Tomatoes Critics gives it a 65%. Rotten Tomatoes Audience gives it an 86 IMDb gives it a 76 Letterboxd a 72 CinemaScore gives it a B+. Those are lower so than I would have expected. They are. They are kind of a little bit lower than you'd think for this movie. I mean, you you constantly, I think we talked before we started recording about how this is constantly talked about as being like one of the favorite Christmas movies that are, are your go-to Christmas movies. And those scores are pretty low. Even the, even the, like the viewer scores, not just the critic scores are lower than I would have thought they would be. Yeah, that's weird. So, hmm, oh well, well, everybody has the right to be wrong. Yeah, so. this is yeah. true. They can sit there in their wrongness and be wrong. Mm, right. Uh, starring Chevy Chase as Clark. He was in Caddyshack, Three Amigos, and Fletch. Beverly D'Angelo as Ellen. She was in the Vacation movies and American History X. Juliette Lewis was Audrey. She was in Natural Born Killers and From Dust Till Dawn. Johnny Galecki is Rusty. He was in Big Bang Theory and Roseanne. John Randolph, who died in 2004, was Clark Sr. He was in You've Got Mail and Serpico. Diane Ladd was Nora. She was in Wild at Heart and Chinatown. E.G. Marshall, Marshall, who died in 1998, was Art. He was in 12 Angry Men and Superman 2. Doris Roberts, who died in 2016, was Francis. She was in Everybody Loves Raymond and Remington Steel. Randy Quaid was Cousin Eddie. He was in Kingpin and Independence Day. Miriam Flynn, who was Cousin Catherine. She was in Mr. Mom, Babe, and the rest of the vacation movies. Uh, Cody Berger was Rocky. He was in Forever Young and Heavyweights. Ellen Latson was Ruby Sue. She was in Fatal Attraction and The Equalizer. William Hickey, who died in 1997, was Lewis. He was in Sea of Love and The Name of the Rose. May Kestel, who died in 1998, was Bethany. She was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I think was she also, she was also the original voice of Betty Boop, wasn't she? Hmm. Pretty sure she was. I, I think so. I know she was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but I think she was the original voice. Huh. Interesting. I believe I'd have to go back and look at that, but I think that's, I, I think would trust your judgment over most. So her, her claim to fame, uh, Sam McMurray played bill. He was in raising Arizona. Nicholas guest was Todd Chester. He was in trading places. Julia Louise Dreyfus was Margot Chester. She was in Seinfeld. Brian Doyle Murray was Frank Shirley. He was in JFK and Nicolette Scorsese. Um, her name is Mary. Uh, she was in boxing Helena. Here's the trailer, and we'll be back in just a second. I, I, I think we're just gonna. I think it's just gonna be a quota thing. You know what? Movie. I had to say that's my name. No shit. <laughs> um, so here's the trailer. Here's the trailer, and we'll be back in just a moment. Kalekiyaka is the way to say. Tis the season to be jolly. la 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 la. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, take it, Russ. This holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck! Oops. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. Do work on that. What he's going to get is the gift 
that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? <laughs> eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but... Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, we're really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. Then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. I pledge allegiance to the flag. The United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. All right. So, like I said before we started playing the trailer, I kind of feel like this is just going to be a quotathon, but we'll um, try to answer some questions. Yeah. Oh how, man. See how things go, but. Uh, I, I have no delusions that this is going to end up being any kind of a discussion whatsoever. So um, we'll just throw that out there. Okay. First dumb question. Is this the first time you've seen this movie? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Okay. Question two. Uh, how does this movie make you feel? <sighs> like it's Christmas time. Oh, yeah. I have to watch it every oh, year at Christmas. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. makes me laugh. It's and, funny. And I have to watch it every year. I have a lot of Christmas movies that I like to watch, but this is one that my wife also likes to watch. So we watch it together yeah so this is one of those that you know even if i don't i usually try to watch it in some way every christmas time whether that's you know if i was grading essays and i'm up late at night or something i just need to put something on or whatever it is i mean i think before last year it had been a couple years since i had watched this one but it was on heavy rotation Mm -hmm. growing up oh yeah you know all of the all of the vacation movies were on heavy rotation growing up the only one i haven't seen is vegas vacation Mm -hmm. um Mm, yeah it's funny i haven't either Oh yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I from what I from what I hear that that one could be left alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what what happens what happened <laughs> in Vegas vacation can stay in Vegas vacation. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the little lights they're not twinkling. I know Art. <laughs> thanks for noticing. They're thanks for not thanks for noticing. Clark. <laughs> Is your house on fire? <laughs> no, Aunt Bethany. Huh. <laughs> Oh man! Christ, I died thirty years ago. <laughs> oh man! So I, so what is it? What is it that works about this movie? What is it that makes this movie one of those that you need to come back to every Christmas time? It's just so funny. Like it, it doesn't even let you. Even if you don't like one of the jokes for some reason, there's another one coming. Thirty seconds, less than thirty seconds from now. Right. You're probably gonna like that one. Right. Um, it appeals to a broader theme of of it's not just the comedy. It's the it, everyone has this situation. We've all been to a huge family holiday where something went horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. 
And these poor people had many things go horribly wrong, but still. Right. <laughs> there's enough. We've all been there. There's enough satire in there too, that it's like, you're mm-hmm. laughing, but it's not so over the top that you're like, yeah, I, I know that guy in my family though. Okay. I know what right. happens when I go over to the such and such house for the family, whatever. I mean, it's just like, okay, this person's going to say this, this person's going to do this. These two might end up, you know, and you have that in here. You have the brother-in-law that shows up. You have the elder, uh, 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 elder relatives that aren't paying attention to what's going on. You've got, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's take, it's close enough. It's close enough to what you experience and then puts it up on the big screen with all the, you know, professional, it adds everything in. But I mean, there's, it's a, but it's not real. It's not like a real life thing. It's, it's a caricature. And I think that's what adds to the humor is they just take real life situations. The in-laws coming over the, you know, the family showing up, ding dong. Right. And and they use, they Mm -hmm. use those minor chords so well. I know. And then we, even when they're coming back from cutting down the tree, like, it opens to them singing, Oh, come all you faithful. But then right. when they're driving back with the tree, it's so come all you faithful. But in a, I think it's a minor chord. It's definitely diminished in some way. Like yeah. that sad, uh, the sad horn sound version of mm-hmm. Oh, come all you faithful because they've had to dig this tree out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to the music guys. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, for me, I think this movie, think of it as one of those that you, you kind of have to, come back to every Christmas when I think of the other ones that are in that rotation. I mean, I'm thinking of, um, you know, a Christmas story. I'm thinking of elf. I'm thinking of it's a wonderful life. Um, you know, just those, those classic Christmas movies. And this just it, it, something about something about all those different movies they're, they're all classics in, in each different way. You know, I mean, they have memorable scenes or um, they make you feel just really good about the, the season and, and all of that. And this one I think is one of those that you just have, you know, you, you know that during the holidays, you're going to have probably some stressful times with, you know, you might see family that you're not looking forward to seeing. Um, and I think Christmas in particular is one of those times where, especially as an adult, I think I, I, I almost, I think I almost, this movie means more to me as an adult now because I'm watching it through the eyes of, I just used to think it was a funny movie with funny characters, but now I'm watching it through the eyes of a father who is trying to do the best for his family and it just, it constantly falls through, but in a funny way and an endearing way. And it's just, Mm -hmm. and, and, and nobody's, nobody's really angry at each other. Nobody is like ridiculously disappointed with each other. Of course, you know, they, they have a few little lighthearted jabs here and there at each other, but you know, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't sink into, you know, what sometimes I think holidays can become uh, when you've got family and other stressors and things like that around. But I think that what this movie does really well is it takes, it takes the idea of, I want to do what's best for my family. Like I want this to be an amazing experience for my family. And of course things are going to go wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think especially watching this now as a dad watching this movie, uh, like there's so much about this. I I chuckled. I don't think typically watching this before I laughed quite as much as when they're in the scene in the car at the very beginning and the mom and the dad are singing and they're trying to get the kids to sing and nobody starts singing Mm -hmm. like, my God, that's. Half the, <laughs> half, half the car rides we go on right now. Like, it's awesome. I've done this. It's right. I'm like, Take I'm it, watch, Russ. I'm like, right. And I'm, I'm looking oh, at this. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm going, 
Yeah, no, that's pretty much every car ride right now. It's just, you know, right. the mom and dad are up in the front singing. The kids in the back are either completely tuned out or they're like, oh, man, we got to put up with these guys again. And, right. Um, but it's just, it's it's that kind of that endearing piece of he's just doing the best. he tra- He's trying to do the best he can for his family. And there's, you know, there, there's almost not, there's not an ounce of malice in this movie. Like there's, there's nothing corrupt about this movie. There's nothing that's mean spirited. I don't think about this movie, at least not when I watch it, it's, it's the intent of the holiday. It's, you're trying to do the best. You're trying to make it a, but I think that's what I like about this movie is that it's, there's nothing in here necessarily that I would look at and, and think this movie doesn't have a cynical bone in its body is what I think. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's just the purity. And I think that's what I also like about Elf is that Elf almost more on like a, a naive end of things is the same thing. It just doesn't, it doesn't have a cynical, you've got the cynical character of, of James Caan, but in Elf, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, it's very innocent. It's very much, Hey, Christmas is awesome. This is why you should enjoy mm-hmm. this time of year. And I feel like this movie is the same way. Right. Isn't there even a song? Christmas is the time of year. I think that's in this mm-hmm. one, isn't it? I watched a lot Maybe. of Christmas movies the last few days. Yeah. So, you know, I was so set up for the five questions later. Christmas is the holiday we go a little overboard for. So okay. I was <laughs> off work today getting the basement ready for the 20 people that are coming over on Christmas Day. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. That was my my day nice. and my day tomorrow realistically okay that's it's a it's a it's an easy holiday to go overboard on oh yeah <laughs> i mean we've got well i'll go into that later when we yeah. do our thing yeah. <laughs> so is there anything so this may be a weird question but obviously there were some low scores in here like as we looked at some of the critic scores and some of the user scores um not everybody likes this movie. I think it sounds like the three of us do. Um, and I think if, if Dennis is able to jump in here at some point, I think he does too. But is there anything about this movie that doesn't work for you when you've watched this movie? And I know sometimes it's hard to be able to say that with these movies because we just, it just gets lodged in your brain so much. But is there anything about this movie that doesn't work for you? Nothing that doesn't work for me in particular, but I yeah. can certainly see where critics might, pan it i mean it is slapstick comedy for slapstick comedy's sake i mean there there's no deep-seated reason why chevy chase has to get hit in the chin with the ladder to the attic there is no like story reason that he has to fall through the ceiling onto the bunk bed you know Mm -hmm. that's just there for physical slapstick comedy and I think part of why the critics' numbers are so low is because a lot of critics just don't dig that. Mm-hmm. Now, I am a little surprised the audience number is as low as it is. Yeah. That one, I, I struggle to explain. The critics, I can sort of write off, I guess, is the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. I get into the same thing that, uh, I get into the same thing that with like the three amigos. It's just, mm. it's funny stuff. I, I don't, I think... <laughs> people just don't get comedy and they, they think that they should dismiss it. I, that's what I think because it's yeah. not overly dramatic. So, you know, they think that the movie is, you know, not, not worth it. I, I mean, and maybe, well, I don't know. I don't want to put words in a, in a critic's mouth, but why, why else give it low scores unless you think that it's not 
you know, it's not a relevant. And I, I, for some reason, it just seems that comedy gets dismissed as irrelevant. And uh, I, I think that's why you see some of the scores the way they do, because I think critics will look at that and just kind of, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, joke, slapstick, who cares? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it's the audience ones that I really struggle to explain. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if... I don't know if people... I don't know if it was that people just really enjoyed... I mean, because humor-wise, it's it's the same as the other two up to this point, what would have been the other two vacation movies. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, I guess they're not, you know, they're not traveling anywhere to go on vacation. They're not, I don't know. Maybe if you really liked the travel aspect of the first two vacation movies, you, you missed that in this one? Or, yeah. I don't know, because I, I feel like you're hitting some of the same beats that you did in the other movie. Maybe, maybe some people were just tired of it at that point and they wanted something new. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't really feel like it's rehashing the exact same jokes as it did in the other movies, but I, to a certain degree, I, I guess maybe it is. I mean, you've got, you know, you've, you've either got uh, Christy Brinkley's character in, uh, in vacation, or you've got Mary in this one showing up in the swimming pool scene. And, um, you know, so I, I guess, I mean, if people watched it and said, Oh man, this, he's having a dream sequence about some supermodel again. And uh, maybe, Maybe that's it. Maybe it was, maybe it was a repeat of too many times of what they'd also done in the other movies. But I, I don't know that I ever got that watching it. But I'm, I'm just trying to guess at what other people might have had objections to. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, our the friends of the show down in Oklahoma. And Jason's quote is, "I just don't think they can appreciate the awesome." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, uh, you know, I. <sighs> I mean, yeah, what, why else would you give this movie a hard time? Like, I, right. just don't, I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There, I, I can't really think of anything that doesn't work for me in this movie. Um, the, the only thing, and, and I, it almost feels silly to think of this as something that doesn't work for me, the only thing that I can come up with right off the top of my head that doesn't work for me is if, his, if he's stuck up in the attic and his feet fell through to his son's bedroom, mm-hmm. to the bunk bed, why not just mm-hmm. go through the rest mm-hmm. of the way? Yeah. So I the, think the, what the, the ceiling I, is already ruined. So just go through the rest. Right. Of the, the only thing I can figure they're trying to say is that the studs are too close together. He couldn't get enough through because the bed was so close to the ceiling. Okay. It stretches credulity a little, but I think that was the intention of the joke. Well, and I, and I'm trying not to, argue logic with Christmas vacation, but no, no, I, I yeah. believe me. I get it because I've thought that for years, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um, what, uh, what's, what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Because yeah, just do it. But yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my butt. Kiss your butt. <laughs> oh, Kiss my his God, butt. God, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. So good. <laughs> so good. And the way Mr. Shirley never gets his name right until the very end. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> All right, Griswold, put it over there with the others. <laughs> it's Griswold, sir. What? How about the fact that we never explore what's in those boxes? I know. Mm-hmm. I just want to know. I've got to take this very important call. Get me somebody. And get me somebody while I'm waiting. Get yeah. me somebody <laughs> while I'm waiting. Oh. Uh. 
The only other thing I can think of is if you, and it's not a very long movie. So the only other thing I could think of is I could have even done without, but see, see those, those scenes are still funny. What, what scenes, what are you going to cut? I, I could have even done without the next door neighbors. Oh, oh see, like, I mean, Todd, the, Todd they're, still, they're hilarious. So I'm, I'm just, I'm almost trying to nitpick some, I'm, I'm almost looking for something that wouldn't work, but that part too. I mean, I could see the movie to me would be fine <laughs> even without those scenes, but I still want to keep those scenes in. Cause I still, I, I just love the scene where they come in and their whole stereo is completely gone. And they're like, well, <laughs> Well, what could have possibly? I don't know, Margot. And, and why is, is the carpet, the carpet wet? wet, Todd? <laughs> I don't know, Margot. Where are you going to put a tree that big, Griswold? And over, <laughs> over. You have a lot of nerve talking to me, Griswold. That way, wasn't I wasn't talking, talking to you. To you. <laughs> oh, man, it 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 definitely goes to show, like, what a jag, Griswold, like. They show him as this, you know, this uh, family man and this great father. But then, like, when he's talking to those neighbors, he is downright rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although when he loses it and he's got the chainsaw uh-huh. in the house mm-hmm. and he walks, and I hate to say it, that is totally me. Like that's <laughs> like, Pat, Pat, are you fine? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, I'll be like chainsawing the new old post. And then mm-hmm. everyone will be like, dude, you got to calm down. I'm totally fine. There fix was the new post. Mm-hmm. I fixed the new post. Lewis burned down my tree. I grabbed another one. It's okay. We needed, honey. We needed a coffin, <laughs> a, a tree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Eddie, if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Falls down a well. Eyes go crossed. Kicked by a mule. <laughs> eyes go straight. I don't know. And how I'm I'm thinking of, you know, for this Christmas time, I'm thinking when it comes time to say the blessing at the Christmas lunch, I'm thinking of just doing the Pledge of Allegiance. You should. Might just go that route. We'll probably, well, the kids will get it because they will probably watch that movie before Christmas, but. Right. I think that, that would be a funny callback. Yeah. Um, I'm I I'm not even going to ask the question. Like the other question that we had, kind of on our on our list of questions, we tend to go to is how influential do you think this movie has been? I mean, it's <laughs> it's in the I I think the movies, and I'm not going to just say that my list is the end all be all list of Christmas movies, but I think when you think of movies that would have been on rotation back when people still watched cable TV, um, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been Christmas vacation. It would have been a Christmas story. It would have been, um, you know, uh, it would have been elf. If it had been a few years earlier, it would have been, um, it's a wonderful life, you know, or, and some version of the Scrooge story, Scrooged even, um, which I watched today. Oh, did you watch it today? Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's this is one of those movies that I think if you were to if you were to make a list of let's say even like top 5 modern Christmas mu- movies um you know even to narrow it down for within the last 30 to 40 years I think this is probably going to show up on a lot of people's top 5 lists. Uh, it's it's just it is just a classic movie. There's two kinds of people in this world. The people that have seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and people that haven't seen National Lampoon's Christmas. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like everybody knows this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, who played, I, I think my, my, 
uh, uh, Zoom thing was doing its patented cutout, you know, every minute. Who played Cousin Eddie? Randy Quaid. That's Randy Quaid. Yeah. Randy Quaid. Yeah, th- I couldn't think of his name. Randy Quaid. Boy, that guy's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he plays serious roles. He plays, uh, you know, Joker. I mean, he just he, that guy's got game. And I, I don't know. Like the the whole cousin Eddie character, the way he plays that is just that's just pretty amazing. Well, oh, and what's man. what's what's great about that is you have up to this point, other than the core Griswold family, in, including even the kids, because they're different every movie. Um, but other than Clark and um, Ellen, is that his wife? Yeah. Ellen. Yeah. Um, other than Clark and Ellen, the actors are all different for the kids. Mm-hmm. The relatives are all different. So you're meeting relatives you've never met before. And that's when I think you know, you've, you've got what is kind of a new movie, but then it just, it just feels like it's, you're, you're coming back to something comfortable all of a sudden when cousin Eddie shows up. Yeah. And they're, they're just there, they're checking out the lights and all of a sudden he goes down the line and all of a sudden, boom, there's Eddie. Like no, no, announce, no fanfare, no announcement. It's just, there he is. And you're like, Oh, we're, we're in a vacation movie. Yeah, I can't think of anything not to like about this movie. <laughs> so uh, you, you started to mention, Pat, about um, you know, Randy Quaid and, and you know performances of his that have been great, whether serious or funny or, or whatnot. Um, is there someone that you can pinpoint in this movie? If you had to pick one person that was kind of the standout performance in this movie, um, and let me make it a little bit more difficult for you and say you can't say Chevy Chase. Yeah, I, I think I would say Cousin Eddie. Okay. I think I think cousin Eddie really made it. I mean, everyone else, you know, they had. I mean, everybody that they had was, I think, perfect casting. I don't think anyone was was weak. And I mean, even the bit parts, the guy that played the boss, and he's been in a bunch of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that played the police captain, mm-hmm. Christmas bonuses. You got rid of Christmas bonuses, man. That's pretty low. If I had a rubber hose, I would beat you. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, so that all that stuff is great. I, I really just think that the big standout character was Cousin Eddie. Merry Christmas! Crapper was full. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, I, I asked my own question, and then I and then I realized I had to answer it. Um, <laughs> you know, I when that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving beyond Chevy Chase, I think in this movie and i think that's one of the things i've always appreciated about her part in each of the different uh vacation movies is probably beverly d'angelo like yeah. she is she's not she's not really in there necessarily delivering the most comedic lines but right. she's kind of you know for lack of a better term she's the straight man to chevy chase yeah. and just the way that she delivers some of her very straight lines like she's she's like the the level-headed one in the family and just the way mm-hmm. she delivers some of those lines are just hilarious because you know she she lives with this man she loves this man but she's gotta she's gotta find a way to keep her sanity in the midst of being married to Clark Griswold, right? So I think right. some of the times, like even just looks that she will give him when he's talking, or or looks that she will give somebody in a scene, I think are just hilarious. Yeah, and and I will say it took me years before I caught you know what was going on when they when the cops came in and everybody told him to freeze. Yeah. I oh know. God. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I Welcome know. to our home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the little sound effect is hilarious. If yeah. you go yes. back and watch that scene, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, she, she's she's the quintessential, you know, like the well, they what they used to call the straight man. I mean, but it was like, uh, uh, you know, she doesn't play. She doesn't like act big. You know, she really just fits in, and that's just what really brings out the zaniness of everyone else around her. Um, but you're right because her, but when you watch her, you know, she just sums up that like the normal person's frustration and humiliation and anger. And, you know, well, I don't know what you want me to say, Audrey, except that it's the holidays and everybody's miserable. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I really love Aunt Bethany. She cracks me Mm. up and always has. She doesn't have a lot to do, but what she does is just awesome. So Grace, yeah, Grace, she passed away 30 years ago. 30 years ago. ago. <laughs> the blessed thing. And then she gets herself all set and she's mm-hmm. like ready. And then she starts with the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. And you die. It's just too good. All right. So before we get to our, our five questions, I, I, do have to, I do have to get to this point. Is there a favorite scene? Or oh. I, I, I don't want to say favorite quote because we'll be here all night. But if you have some favorite quotes, that's fine, too. But I, I feel like that's just going to come out naturally. Is there a favorite scene in this movie of all the different little scenes where, you know, where they go sledding, where he's putting up the Christmas lights, where he's stuck in the attic, where they're getting the tree at the beginning, where, the, you know, all these different bits and pieces. Is there one scene that when you think of you know, your knee jerk reaction, when you think of Christmas vacation, what's the first scene that pops into your head? Oh, it's him freaking out. It's the happiest bunch of since Bing Crosby, <laughs> since Bing Crosby, Crosby tap, tap dance, with, dance with Danny freaking cat. I mean, that right there. <laughs> that whole half, thing. The half, half, happiest Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the complete meltdown. Like, he's just had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. I'm, yeah. I'm out. I, boy, I don't know. You know, it really moves from strength to strength, and they hit like, huh? Man, yeah, I I don't know. I think mine is probably the the scene with the Christmas lights when he's trying to figure out like why they will not light, and then the next second they're all lit, and then he just just loses it. Um, you know, and kicks apart the Santa Claus. Apparently, he really did break his pinky. um, Yeah, when he punched the Santa Claus statue in that scene. Oh, jeez. Okay. But I mean, just that whole scene of him going through every, pretty much everything with the lights, you know, putting right. the lights up and, and all the stuff, you know, falling off the ladder and stapling his own sleeve to the to the roof. And, um, you know, just the the insanity of the lights and then that whole back and forth of they're on, they're not on, you're blinding the neighbors, you're all this. I, I think when I think of this movie, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Agreed. We checked every bulb, didn't we, Russ? Oh, sure, Dad. Oh, sure. Well, maybe we just got to go up there and check. Oh, look at the time. I got to go to bed. I got to brush my teeth, feed the hog. Feed the hog. Still got some homework to do. Mm-hmm. Still got those bills to pay. Wash the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then, you know, another Beverly D'Angelo moment. She knows she's staying out there. So all she just says is, I'll stay up too late. And she yeah. goes to bed because she's like, ah, yeah, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's about time for five questions. So let's jump on into our Christmas vacation five questions. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. What 
asking me for? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, five questions this time around. Uh, first of the five questions is, do you have a favorite Christmas holiday tradition? You know, something that you do around about this time every year. And actually, it doesn't have to be, let's say, Christmas related. It doesn't have to ask, actually necessarily be on actual Christmas Day. But if it's something Christmas related. Hmm. And mine, mine's pretty easy. I can, I can say round about actual Christmas time is all of the Christmas cookies that everybody brings in. I mean, we, the, the family divides it up and everybody, we just have this massive collection of cookies and ginger snaps and uh, mm. chow mein noodle cookies covered in chocolate and um, just all kinds of, just, it's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably a diabetics nightmare, but you know, it's, it is what it is and it's Christmas time. Um, probably that, but then my other one that's, that's not on actual Christmas day or Christmas time would be heading into Chris Kindle market in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we usually tend to do that. And that's actually become more of a Thanksgiving thing for us to do it around that time, but obviously it's Christmas themed. So sure. Mm-hmm. So those would be mine. Got it. When we put our tree up every year and put the lights mm. on it, we watch White Christmas while we do it. Oh, nice. That's probably my favorite one. Man, so many. I guess, I guess my, my number one memory of uh, uh, Christmas and, and tradition and all that is usually, um, uh, uh, you know, Christmas Eve is filled with heading to church and the earlier services, the kids are singing in their choir and these groups and certain groups playing and all that. And then there's kind of like a period where you go home and get the kids tucked into bed and everything's good. And then I'll, I typically go back and uh, do the, the late night service, you know, the 11 o'clock or midnight service and uh, playing at that and participating in that. And then, uh, you know, everything, they close down the church and everything y'all head out from there. And then you're driving home at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And it's just kind of like ready for the, kind of a fresh start and, 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 uh, you know, just trying to carry that and, and figure out how you're going to try and carry that feeling forward for the next, for the next 365 days. And just, uh, uh, that's just, just a, just a good feeling, you know, the rest of the world's asleep and you're just heading home. And I don't know, that's, that's uh, kind of a special one. That's kind of a special tradition or memory, if you will. Yeah, we would always do growing up, we would go to the um, the Christmas Eve service was always a candlelight service. You know, at the very yeah. end, everybody's, you light your candles. I think everybody sings usually Silent Night. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's always something we would do regularly growing up. Yeah. Yeah, our church does that. And usually the way, you know, everything dies down and they have a uh, kind of a thing that includes some narration over it. And then usually uh, the other trumpet pl- player in our brass quintet and I will stand in the back of the church and play silent night. Mm. Um, although I think, I think we stopped playing it in the back because we couldn't find our way back there in the dark. (laughs) We'll see, we'll see, we'll see see what happens this year, but yeah, that was, that's always, that's always just pretty cool. Nice. All right. Question number two, do you have any fond memories of sledding? Oh, I actually have to say not necessarily because I grew up in Texas. 
Yeah, oh, fair we, enough. You don't do a whole lot of sledding in Texas. And by the time sure. I moved up here, I maybe was almost, I don't want to say too old for sledding, but um, I, I do remember one time we had a really long driveway in Texas. And the one time that I remember it snowing, we had like a whole bunch of the neighbors came to our driveway because it was also sloped downhill. Uh-huh. Um, but you also had to be very, very careful because it sloped downhill and then it went obviously straight to the, the street that our house was on. Now we, it was kind of, not rural, but it was outside of town. So it wasn't a super busy street. But then the problem was directly across the street was this like thicket of thorn bushes and things like that. So if you went too far sledding down the hill, then you ended up in the thorn bushes. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the, that was the lesson on how to turn when you got to the bottom of the hill. <laughs> and I remember one of our neighbor friends did not turn and got cut up you know, pretty nasty cuts from all the thorn bushes, but that's, that's probably about one of the only times I remember sledding as a kid, but you guys are from around here. So I'm sure you have other memories of sledding. My grandfather had one of those big, long wooden toboggan sleds and he had a tractor and he would pull all the grandkids on the big sled behind the tractor around the backyard. It was fun. Nice. Then you'd get going really fast and you'd try to make the kid in front of you or behind you fly off if you could. It was fun. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That's sweet. I too, am going to use the toboggan story and that's, yeah, the big family toboggan and you put everybody plus other people, um, everyone in the family plus other people all squeeze on that toboggan. You go down the hill pretty darn fast, man. And the person at the front ends up buried into the catch fence or buried under the snow mounds at the end of the run and snow all over their self and yeah it's awesome and then you grab it run up the hill and do it again mm-hmm. <laughs> nice all right uh question number three do you enjoy shopping for the holidays thanks to amazon i do ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i the mall this time of year is is just a nightmare the one thing i will say i do like going down to Macy's in the city mm-hmm. previous, you know, used to be Marshall Fields yeah. around Christmas time every year. You That's like about going all there. I can handle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why do you, why do you like going down to that store? I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, it's just being down there, being in the midst of it all. And you know, you see the windows and then you go down. I think I like going down to the Frango mint cafe on the mm-hmm. local level and get some coffee and seeing all the different things that you know, they don't have all the all of the flavors of frangos at the small local store you know mm-hmm. get all the weird frango things like they have frango coffee and frango hot chocolate and they used to have frango cookies although i feel like those have sort of been discontinued mm. yeah they have frango like chocolate bars not like just the little things they have actual right. chocolate bars but you don't always see those at the local stores right I think Macy's does a better job of that than Fields ever did, but you know, mm-hmm. so that's fun to do. Usually, we try to go to the Walnut Room for for uh, for lunch or dinner, something like that. We actually might try to do that Monday. What about you, Pat? Do you enjoy the shopping at all? No, no. absolutely not. <laughs> not my not my not my bag, baby. Okay. Um, I mean, I like doing stuff for people. I like that, but I like I don't like going to stores. I'll buy everything that I can on Amazon and. Yeah, I don't, I don't like going to stores. I don't like toiling with stores. I don't like driving to stores on roads infested with people that are 
late to the stores that I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I just tested with people. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and I'm not like, not every person, but just there's a certain group of drivers that lay dormant during the year. And sure. then as soon as oh, you get yeah. to like this month, they all come out and they just drive around. And like the goon squad in hockey, they just drive around looking for people to hit. And they, you know, I don't know. Okay, so I'm going on a rant. So I'll bring it back. <laughs> but no, I don't really like the shopping. I, you know, if I have to pick something up last minute, I don't mind running into a store and, hey, can I pick this up? Okay, how much? Okay. But I just, uh, yeah. Yeah, can I, I take really some? Can I take something out for you? <laughs> Can't see the line, can you? See, I, and and I I enjoy finding things for people. Like I enjoy that kind of stuff. But I anymore, it's just I'd almost rather just do the research of finding something fun and just doing it on Amazon. Like I don't mind supporting local businesses and things like that. But it's just with the with the busyness of the holiday season, it just almost feels like there's not enough time to go mm-hmm. shopping for things, to actually go places and yep. go shopping for things. And I, it just, I, in the last couple of years, I think we have done primarily a lot of Amazon, you know, we try to do some of the research and the other stuff ahead of time, but um, you know, I think that's kind of with the busyness and everything else, that's what we end up, end up resorting to. Sure. Yes. So if there was a holiday question for, if there was a holiday that you were going to go overboard on, what holiday would that be? Oh, it's Christmas. Christmas. Okay. For me, it's I don't know. If I was willing to go overboard on one holiday, what would that holiday be? Um, probably the Fourth of July. Okay. That, all right. Well, fireworks and everything else—that's an easy one to go overboard on. Sure. Yeah. Put some bunting out. You can do some serious work mm-hmm. on that holiday. I would say Halloween. Like Halloween has always been one of my favorite holidays. I think yeah. that's that's one that would be very easy for me if if I was given carte blanche to just do whatever I wanted to do. I, I think I could very easily, I think I could probably pull a Clark Griswold in terms of decorations and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. I, th- yes. I think I would make it look like my house really was on fire. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, final question. Is there, um, is there a gift that you can recall, like a, maybe a favorite gift that you got for someone else? So something that you can remember getting for someone else. And I, I will say real quick, if our answers go a little bit longer, we've got about three and a half minutes left on our timer, so I can start another call if we, because that's not okay. a whole lot of time. But um, I will say my answer for this one is one year, my brother and sister and I did some research, and I think this was Christmas, not 100% sure, but we were actually able to get my dad's old high school letterman jacket back from his brother because he gave it to mm-hmm. his brother instead of his brother buying one. We got his jacket back, and we were able to track down all of the old patches that would have been on his oh, cool. letterman jacket. So we found the the 72 from 1972. We found the conference patch from when they were, you know, conference champions in football. And so we were able to recreate everything that would have been on his letterman jacket. Cause his brother took it all off and added his own stuff. Um, we were able to recreate that and we gave that to him as a gift one year. Cool. So Very that was cool. probably, that was probably one of the ones that I remember giving. And I remember like, he was so surprised. He had no clue that that's what we were putting together for him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's nice. I, boy, I don't know if I've got like a gift that really stands. I don't know if I can answer that one. I don't know if I got anything. I mean, I like to think that I got gifts for people and they thought it was nice, but nothing that was extraordinary. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that comes close to that is we found my brother and I, probably my brother found that he's good at this stuff. We found, um, 
a DVD set of Marx Brothers movies. Oh, for my oh, nice dad. Show. That's cool. Nice. And he 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 really liked that. It's awesome. the only one that like sticks out. I, I was racking my brain. I'm like, I'm sure there's something I've got for my wife that I was pretty proud of, but I got yeah. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Christmas vacation. So thank you, gentlemen, for being here. And thank you for being here with me through the 80s if, I, if we don't get you back before the end of this year. Thank you, John, for all the organizing and planning and, and things you do to keep us uh, on task. Hey, it, is, yeah. it, is, it is my genuine pleasure. All right, John. Well, thank you, man. End of the 80s. End of a decade. End of the 80s. So I, I will uh, see you, gentlemen, in the 90s then. Yes, yeah, man. sir. That's right. Happy New Year. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. Everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and I will see you back here next time for Say Anything, and we will see you back here next time in 1990, starting a brand new year, brand new decade. See you all back here next time. Bye.